A reading from the book of the prophet Ezekiel. Thus says the Lord God, I myself will look after and tend my sheep, as a shepherd tends his flock, when he finds himself among his scattered sheep. So will I tend my sheep. I will rescue them from every place where they were scattered when it was cloudy and dark. I myself will pasture my sheep. I myself will give them rest, says the Lord God. The lost I will seek out. The strayed I will bring back. The injured I will bind up. The sick I will heal. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy, shepherding them rightly. As for you, my sheep, says the Lord God, I will judge between one sheep and another, between rams and goats. The word of the Lord.
goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. In the Lord's own house shall I dwell for length of days A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through man, the resurrection of the dead came also through man. For just as in Adam all die, so too in Christ shall all be brought to life, but each one in proper order. Christ the first fruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ, then comes the end, when he hands over the kingdom to his God and Father, when he has destroyed every sovereignty and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. When everything is subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to the one who subjected everything to him, so that Christ may be all in all. The word of the Lord. Dominus Vobiscum, Lexio Sancti Evangelii Secundum Mateum,
Jesus said to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink, a stranger and you welcomed me, naked and you clothed me, ill and you cared for me, in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of the least of the brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. A stranger, and you gave me no welcome. Naked, and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison, and you do not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison? and not minister to your needs. He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of the least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Verbum Domini We've all learned from the history of the world that there have been many empires, nations that have risen and also fallen. Many of these empires, they had great wealth in the form of money, property, large military armies and navies, 
And this was a type of kingdom or nation or empire that was known at the time of Jesus. And that was considered by many to be the most successful, the most wonderful. However, Jesus, when he's on trial, he says something that astounds Pilate and many. He says that his kingdom is not of this world. The kingdom of God is eternal, is invincible, and is far beyond what this world knows a kingdom to be. It is a kingdom that is all charity, truth. And this is embodied in the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ, who is everything the kingdom is about. And Jesus, in coming to this world, does not come with a desire or a force to conquest. He comes in humility, in charity, in mercy, to save us and to share his kingdom with us. Jesus, when he walked this earth, no, he was not recognized as a king. Jesus, in becoming man, fully God, fully man, this divine person, Christ our Lord, was not with the most influential or the most powerful of the time. He began his, his reign here in a stable. Humble. Poor. And those who greeted him at first were, were simple shepherds. People of the world that were considered lowly. Eventually you saw the, some kings of the earth come and and do him homage and prostrate before him. But then the, the Lord would live much of his life in, in hardship. No, there was always some kind of difficulty, struggle, struggle, trial around him. But he lived among those who were marginalized and ostracized. He, he lived in a town called Nazareth, one that was looked down upon by all of Israel, surrounding countries and lands. Remember what they said, what good can come from Nazareth? You know, this simple, lowly town. You know, there was not much industry there. Only poverty. Blue-collar workers. And that's where Jesus lived. And then he goes and makes his way with, with finding the disciples. You know, going out to those who were rejected. 
the, the Gentiles, calling all people to himself, operating only in charity and mercy. This is the God we serve. And, and in today, the, in this gospel, you know, we hear about, about those that will go before the king. You know, some who are, well, the, he will say, he will separate the sheep from the goats. Those who, who were in charity. You know, those who received from the king. See here, the one who is, who is going into eternal life is the one who was among the poor, was the one who visited the sick and the ill, clothed the naked, you know, fed the hungry. No, Jesus in his life, he was all of these things. He, 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 was, he, he was hungry. He knew poverty. No, he was in prison before the trial, his trial, his death. He was in prison, the house of Caiaphas. No, he was naked on the cross, had a shameful death. And yet, at the same time, Jesus ministered to all these who were poor, who were hungry, who were ill. He lived among them and cared for them. And Jesus shows us how to do this, how to minister to the needs of others with such charity and truth, you know, communicating mercy, operating in mercy. Jesus shows us this way. And this is what we inherit from him. His very life, his self, everything about him. He gives to us. And this is provided for us freely by the power of his grace. Know that we too share, who share in his life, death, and resurrection. And in sharing in this life, death, and resurrection, in the sacraments, the baptism. He gives us grace to share in this threefold mission of his as priest, prophet, and king. And he does this most generously that all the baptized can operate in the, in the priestly, prophetic, and kingly mission of Jesus Christ the Lord. This is given to us. And, well, we think about how, I mean, priestly, you know, we, you're lay faithful. You know, the, this is what we call the universal priesthood or the common priesthood or the baptized. That the Lord who gives us his graces so that we can submit to him, but that so that we can offer ourselves, our lives, and everything about us and everything we do for the love of Jesus. 
You know, that we ourselves become a living sacrifice. Fully submitted to the king. That our lives be a fragrant offering from our works of charity, the truth we live. That we give all of ourselves to Jesus. He shows us how. He empties himself. And then, you know, the prophetic. Well, prophetic doesn't always mean to, uh, you know, tell the future. You know, prophetic is, is, is the prophetic call on our lives is to live the word. To be a living word of God. As St. Paul says, to be read and known by all men. Living the truth as Jesus did. The word made flesh. Being an example to all we come in contact with. You know, sharing the word. Of course, through, through our way of life. But also through our words. You know, raising, raising a family in the word of God. In the teachings of the church. That's the prophetic call there. Having a home founded on the love and the teachings and the word of Jesus Christ. And then the kingly. All kings, kings have reign. You know, and, and this reign through the power of, of grace. First and foremost, this, this is given to us so that we can have reign over ourselves. So that we can conquer sin and death. And we conquer this in the, in the ways of Jesus Christ, who does this with charity, with mercy. Of course, with, with his truth, but the truth, the, you know, communicating the truth with charity. And to have reign over ourselves, that means self-control, that sin does not govern us, but that we Govern the sin through the power of God. Then, you know, in this kingly call, God has, has given us authority. God has given us creation. And he calls us to, to govern that creation well. And to protect and preserve the environment he has given to us. All of creation, everything in nature... You know, the, the animal kingdom, all of it. You know, that's why, like, uh, you know, we, it, it's, it's a gift from God. It, it is God's, God, uh, you know, uh, he, uh, communicating to us his beauty. This is why St. Francis was always in awe of creation. Because it was God there. God's love and action. God is sustaining all of creation. Because he loves us and because he's given this to us. So that we could have life too. So our life can be sustained. And all of it sustained by God's love. And then being good stewards of the gifts God has given to us. Now, whether it's our skills, our talents, our intelligence. No, using it for the good of humanity. Now we see, we see this in Jesus who who's all-powerful, he's the almighty God. And he, he's not here to, to conquer or to, 
uh, come to, to conquer lands and, and take them for himself, to obliterate people, or to destroy, to make a name for himself here, you know, in the worldly sense. You know, first and foremost, he, he conquers sin, death, and evil. You know, and the power, his power is for the good of all. Given to all. No, this is true love here. And he loves us so much that he gives us the best, which is himself. You know, pouring himself out for love of us, dying for love of us on the cross. That we who follow him live a life like him, but also rise with him. No, uses his power for our own good so that we can share in his divinity. That's wonderful. And the Lord gives all of this to us. And this is, this is why, you know, when we say his kingdom is far beyond what the world knows. See, especially at that time, you know, there, there was different classifications. You know, mostly there was, there was those who had great wealth and those who were poor. It wasn't really a middle class. And Jesus, you know, he comes for all, for everybody. It's everybody, all the people of God, all the people he calls to himself, he gives to all. See, there, you know, everybody was classified. Okay, you are a servant, you are this person, this, 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 you know, you get, there was different rankings. And the ones who, who knew the king the best, the, the, the ones who were among his circle or his most trusted, his most trusted advisors or uh, his most uh, closest companions were the ones a king of the world at the time would call his friends. These are, are my friends. Here, that's the king. The, you know, there, the Roman Empire, you know, this is, they were, of course, uh, you know, had, had a, a occupation of the land of Israel at the time. You know, the, but the friends of, of, the, of the emperor were, were those who were closest to him, those he trusted. You know, it wasn't somebody who was a servant or a slave. It was somebody who, who had wealth, who, was, who had a name in, in society. But Jesus, Jesus says, he says, you are my friends. Calling us his close companions. Calling us to a relationship with him. You know, inviting us to be in union with him. And this is why he is so generous with his grace. This is why he gives us his own power. See, this is love here. And all of us can take this. All of us can enjoy the freedom of sin, the freedom of, of having a life in Jesus Christ and sharing in this kingship. This is our king here. One who is most charitable, one who is merciful and humble, one whose kingdom is eternal, and, and one who gives this for love of us. And brothers and sisters, so today, you know, we look to Jesus, our King. We submit to him, 
And we approach him in gratitude for what he's given for us, for what he's done for us, for how he, he comes into our lives and he, he, he takes us as his own, he washes away the sin, you know, raises us up, heals us, restores us. That's the goodness of our King. And today we will recite this prayer, this act of dedication of the human race to Jesus Christ the King. And so we will all pray this right now. I will come over here. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And just to know that a plenary indulgence is granted to the faithful who on the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe, publicly recite the act of dedication of the human race to Christ the King. And this is followed with uh, prayers uh, for the Holy Father. Most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, Look down upon us, humbly prostrate before you. We are yours, and yours we wish to be, but to be more surely united with you. Behold, each one of us freely consecrates himself today to your most sacred heart. Many indeed have never known you. Many too, despising your precepts, have rejected you. Have mercy on them all, most merciful Jesus and draw them to your sacred heart. Be king, O Lord, not only of the faithful who have never forsaken you, but also of the prodigal children you have not bent. Grant that they may quickly return to their father's house, lest they die of wretchedness and hunger. Be king of those who are deceived by erroneous opinions or whom discord keeps aloof and call them back to the harbor of truth and the unity of faith, so that soon they may be but one flock and one shepherd. Grant, O Lord, to your church assurance of freedom and immunity from harm. Give tranquility of order to all nations. Make the earth resound from pole to pole with one cry. Praise the divine heart that wrought our salvation to be, to be glory and honor forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And sometime throughout the day, you can pray a Hail Mary and an Our Father for the Holy Father. <laughs> 